Let's cross to London where the BBC is facing an escalating crisis this morning over its suspension of sports host Gary Lineker. The former soccer star was disciplined after he publicly criticised the British government's proposed new asylum laws. A growing number of BBC presenters have now rallied behind Gary Lineker as the BBC faces allegations of political bias and suppressing free speech. BBC Director-General Tim Davey says he wants the situation resolved. Everyone wants to calmly resolve the situation. Success for me is Gary gets back on air. We have to do a bit of thinking about the balance between how you are delivering impartiality and also the ability for people, particularly freelancers, to say things online. Roger Mosey is the BBC's former editorial director and former head of BBC Sport and joins me now from Cambridge. Roger, thanks for your time this morning. Good morning. Why has the BBC suspended Gary Lineker? Well, I think this is one of those really complex stories where there are two sides to it. I think in the first instance, most senior executives that I know and my former colleagues think that Gary Lineker did breach the guidelines on impartiality. And he's a very passionate, great guy, but he did probably go a bit too far in criticising the government when he's actually uh, a BBC employee. I mean, he's a, a freelancer, but he is one of the faces of the BBC. So to that extent, the BBC is right and impartiality matters as it does to the ABC. On the other side, it was then, in my view, ridiculous that the BBC suspended Gary Lineker effectively and said he couldn't present a football programme at the weekend because the breach was not the most serious of breaches. It was something which you could have had an argument about. And to take a host off air for that level of transgression seemed to me to be a rather a disproportionate response. The British government has called Gary Lineker's Nazi comparison offensive and unacceptable, with some Tory MPs saying he should be fired. So not just taking him off air, but actually they say he, they, he should just be gone. Do you believe the BBC management bowed to government pressure when suspending Lineker? I think it looks like they did. I suspect that they were coming to that decision anyway. I mean, the, the choice that Tim Davey, who you um, had a brief clip of, Tim Davey had a choice. You either enforce or don't enforce the guidelines. As I say, I think Gary was in breach of the guidelines. Once you start enforcing them, it then looks like you're dancing to a government tune. So it's difficult for the BBC. But I think they made it so much worse for themselves by really using a sledgehammer to get Gary off the air at the weekend when they could, and I think should, have had a much more gentle reconciliation process to try to agree a way forward. So should he just been warned? Is that Would have that been a better way forward in your view? Well, the thing that's developing today, I think, is that there is a sense now that maybe the solution here is that um, if everybody could agree that Gary did breach the guidelines last week, but maybe the guidelines aren't the right guidelines. This is very sort of yes minister type response. I was going to take you to that. Are the guidelines appropriate? Is there a broader discussion to be had about the guidelines? Well, exactly. But you have a broader discussion about the guidelines in which you say, are the guidelines really what you need now in 2023? And could they be softened a bit to allow people who are not in news? I think everybody agrees. If you're working in BBC News or ABC News, you must be impartial. But if you're a sport presenter, 
uh, or an entertainment presenter, could there be a bit more leeway than there currently is? And that probably is the way forward, I would hope. Should the BBC's chairman, Richard Sharp, resign to help restore the BBC's perception of independence? Well, for people who haven't been following this story too closely, uh, Richard Sharp, as chairman of the BBC, was a political appointment by the Conservative government, which is nothing new. Uh, Governments in the UK do appoint party politicians or people supporting their parties to be chair of the BBC. But for Richard Sharp, it got a lot worse because it turned out he'd been one of the people helping get a loan for Boris Johnson when he was was prime minister. Um, And that, therefore, has meant he is rather tainted through this whole affair. So actually, the curious thing has been that normally in this kind of row with Gary Lineker, you'd expect the BBC chairman to be involved and out there and vocal. And actually, he hasn't been heard of. So I'm one of the people who thinks that Richard Sharp can't really do his job. Mm. And it'd be much better for the BBC if Richard Sharp left. So if you like, the outcome that would be good for me and people who think like me would be Gary Lineker stays and the chairman Richard Sharp goes. A number of BBC presenters refused to appear on the BBC sports programs on the weekend, including Gary Lineker's show Match of the Day. And some football clubs have gone one step further, saying they won't talk to the BBC until he's reinstated. How damaging is this boycott to the broader BBC brand? It's damaging, though um, I don't think you saw that the figures for Gary's programme for Match of the Day actually went up last night without any presenter or or commentators on it. So it's normally about 2 million, and last night it was 2.5 million. So it doesn't seem to have done uh, that much damage. Could they have been watching to see if something controversial happened linked to this? It's it's, That's unusual, isn't it? That could be be the reason. But the BBC will want to get this sorted out. And I'm, I'm a little bit, as a former BBC manager, I'm surprised surprised that um, there is a situation now in which a number of programmes are not appearing in BBC Sport. And I could have seen that, you know, people not appearing on a programme that Gary should have presented might have been one thing. But now there's a whole range of sports programmes in the BBC where people are not turning up. This is localised in BBC Sport, but it's not good for the BBC and suggests a rather fundamental breakdown of communication and maybe leadership in parts of the BBC. Gary Lineker is one of the BBC's highest paid stars, as well as one of English soccer's most lauded players, well loved from from all of our research. Can the BBC really risk losing him? I, I'm a former editor, so editors always have a slightly different view. Um, presenters are vastly important. Um, presenters are the people who put themselves on the line and they are the face or the voice of the organisation. So, of course, presenters are valuable in millions of different ways. Um, could you get somebody else to present football highlights on the BBC and still get broadly the same audience? Maybe you could. And, you know, I think one of the things I worked with Gary when I was in sport, I really like him. He's a very a conspicuously intelligent man. But he's now, I think, um, early 60s. Um, he's got quite a lot of money. Does Gary want to keep going? Uh, I don't know. So wh- how that will play out and whether Gary sees himself at the BBC in 10 years' time, I rather doubt. But there's no doubt he has been a brilliant presenter. It's very rare to get a former footballer who is as good a presenter as he is. Yes, yes, he he's... Uh, unique in that sense. The crisis has become a lightning rod for really a much bigger debate about these issues, which we're dealing with here in Australia too. These are huge issues, impartiality, free speech. What does the BBC need to do to resolve this crisis? You mentioned the guidelines need revision. Do we need to have, do we need to think 
uh, about these issues differently? We do, but I'm I'm slightly bemused by the way that free speech has come into it in quite the way it has, because I, I believe unequivocally in free speech. I'm a I now work at Cambridge University. I used to work at the BBC. Of course I believe in free speech. But do you have free speech if you're an employee of an organization, whether it's you know Walmart or anybody? And and you don't really. And I spent 33 years as a BBC editor. And if Twitter had existed throughout that time, I would not have been able to just bung any views that I thought onto Twitter. And so that extent, my free speech would have been restricted. And and you have to try to get a balance in which the reputation of the organisation matters. And um, during the referendum on Britain leaving the EU, Gary was tweeting pro-Remain, pro-staying-in-the-EU tweets. And I think that was, on balance, unhelpful. Um, it was his free speech, which is fine, but it did make the job of the BBC a bit harder if its best paid presenter is on one side of such a contentious issue. And I know you have a referendum coming up too. And the idea that people working for broadcasting organisations can tweet whichever way they want, you can see there would be a degree of chaos if that was allowed to follow right to the logical conclusions. Yes, yes, absolutely. That is a big issue. Roger, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Pleasure. Roger Mosey is the BBC's former editorial director and former head of BBC Sport. You're listening to ABC RM Breakfast. Stream any ABC radio station live and on the go. Discover new podcasts, music and audiobooks, all free on the ABC Listen app.